This episode is sponsored by The Pampered Puppy out of Conyers, Georgia. Are you looking for an amazing groomer with a great rep for your pups? I know for my Emory and Charlie, I'll only take them to the best of the best. That's why I will only use The Pampered Puppy. They have years and years of experience, and the shop has been around for over 30 years. They've also been voted best of Rockdale and Newton County for 18 years. Whoa, business owner goals. You can check them out in Old Town Conyers or at yourpamperedpuppy.com. You can also give them a call at 770-760-1494. That's yourpamperedpuppy.com or call them at 770-760-1494. This episode may contain themes that are unsettling for some listeners and includes dialogue that is inappropriate for children under 14. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey, juicers. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brooke. And this is, for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode 16. Welcome. So, um... We're sorry to tell you guys, but we're postponing the military episode for another week, is it? Probably at least. At least another week because there's just so much. Our focus is at Fort Hood and there's so much going on at Fort Hood. We just felt like we didn't have enough information to adequately kind of describe what's going on there. So um, just to give you guys the best information possible, we're going to push it back a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So um you get a little special kind of, you know, treat this week where we're not going to really talk about anything too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke's got a cool story for you, and then I'm just going to talk about my childhood hauntings and mm-hmm. I guess my adult hauntings too because yeah. they followed me my whole life. I can't wait. I'm super excited for Alyssa's side of it. Uh, my story is just kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of in honor of upcoming spooky season. Um, well, in my world, it's already like spooky season. It's but. spooky season <laughs> eve. Exactly. So uh, we've got some cool stuff coming. Yeah. So just bear with us with that because um, we just need more time. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> it, it, you would think that dedicating like a few hours each day to researching wouldn't be difficult. But when you have like Brooke, you know, owning a whole fucking tattoo shop and, <laughs> you know, having a kid and all that good stuff and then me having a child with special needs and mm-hmm. you know just a lot yeah just dealing with life in general it becomes a lot sometimes so this takes a lot out of us you guys it, it really, really does, does. And, and we love the heck out of it don't get me wrong but it's a lot it's like a full-time job in itself even yeah we record one day a week and it literally takes us we record on Sundays it takes us all day Sunday mm-hmm. to record to edit, to put it all together, to upload it, to come up with descriptions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it takes a while for it to upload. And Brooke and I don't, we don't like dilly dally a lot, but I mean, they're, we're human. So there is some mm-hmm. in there. And then we, you know, dedicate a few days out of the week to do research. So it is a lot. So we really, really, truly um, appreciate you guys that have stuck with us through, through all of this. 
It means the world. It really does. And so with that being said, it's not too late to send in stories if you still want to or if you were on the fence about it or whatever. Yep. Give us a week or two. It's coming. It is. We've gotten a lot of the research. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess we can't. Or do we have any other news? Uh, Not really. You guys um, check out our check out our merch um we haven't sold anything in like a month dude so uh y'all need to get some don't drink the jones juice merch for real guys come on our stuff is really cool and we lack in like we everybody was like bam 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 buying stuff initially and now it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's it's becoming the holidays get something for your boyfriend get something for your girlfriend get something for your grandma get something for your mom for your dad for yourself yeah for your child we have children's merch now you guys come on yeah help us out (laughs) yeah you you (laughs) um uh, well i mean i guess we do have uh do you still want to do that q a yeah we haven't really had a whole lot of luck with people wanting to know about us so (laughs) we can kind of push that back unless you know i i guess we can still mention it but nah whatever we can toss it. Yeah, for now. We'll wait till you guys like us. <laughs> Maybe, you know, until we get some more listeners. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, forget that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um. Well, um, let's just, uh, let me just, how's your weekend been? My weekend just began this morning. So, you know, I That's work true. Wednesday through Saturday. So, uh, kind of lazy today. Mm-hmm. woke up feeling just a weird feeling. I, I don't know why I get like this, you guys, but sometimes just for no reason at all, I just kind of wake up and I just feel like, ugh, like today sucks. Everything sucks. And I shouldn't feel like that. Like this is my day off, but it's just kind of been a rough day for me emotionally and really for no reason. And I hate that more than anything, because if I could pinpoint it, I'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense. But it's just like, I just feel blah. Right. So it's probably not for no reason. It's probably just things that have been building up inside of you to where you can't pinpoint it. General life. Yeah. Not to mention my kids have just been extra bratty today. So that's made my anxiety through the roof. But I'm feeling better now and I'm excited about this episode. So uh, what about you, ma'am? My weekend has been rough. Yeah. So on Friday it was. Um, so there's been, I've had a problem with my car mm-hmm. Like when I would drive it, it would make this grinding noise. And my dad was like, well, it might be your brakes cause brakes will do that. Yeah. But I was like, no, I don't really, I mean, I don't know anything about cars, but it doesn't happen when I brake. It happens when I'm driving and it gets louder as I'm driving. Ooh. Yeah. And it sounds like at first you could hardly notice it, but the more I drove it, like as the weeks went on, the louder it got. And I was like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And so um, my dad was like, well, maybe it's like your wheel bearings. And I was oh like, God. huh? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. So um, I kind of just ignored it for a while. And then I Googled it and it, yeah, it matched every symptom my car was having. Eek. So um, on Friday, I went to O'Reilly and bought the part because my dad can change it mm-hmm. for me. And so, okay. I know I've mentioned on here before, but my child is autistic 
and he does not do very well in stores Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anybody to watch him so I could go do this so I had to take him inside of O'Reilly with me or O'Reilly's whatever it is let me just tell you it was horrible it was so bad we walk in there and um every there's five registers and every register had two people at it so we just kind of stood you know at the back waiting Mm -hmm. and when it was finally my turn um in front of the cash register is like a shelf and there's like batteries and toys and so titus i ended up with like 10 packs of batteries in my (laughs) arms and like two toys and he had an arm full of toys and i'm trying to get this lady to find my dad told me to tell her a wheel bearing hub assembly and she's like uh i can't find that because a wheel bearing and a hub assembly are two different things and like i can't find that for your car oh and i was like what my dad literally called before i came over here and they said that they had it you guys had it so she typed in wheel bearing didn't come up hub assembly didn't come up so i had to call my dad while my son's running around the store i'm ha- i'm trying to like i have to leave her mid-sentence like while she's talking to me to go chase my kid yeah i get him i put him down next to me i put him between my legs and um i call my dad and my dad's like tell her to type in wheel bearing hub assembly <laughs> she does it comes up <laughs> and so I'm thinking I'm about to also have to pay $40 worth of toys for my child because he's screaming wanting these freaking toys and batteries. Ugh. So I finally pay and um oh yeah, she also asked me if my car was uh like front real front front wheel drive mm-hmm. and I was like I have no idea. <laughs> I literally do not know anything about cars. So she told me to go outside and take a picture of my freaking license plate so she could type in the <laughs> license plate number and figure it out for me. And I know like most cars are front real front wheel drive, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not going to tell her something wrong and then get the wrong part and then Right. I live so far away from O'Reilly's. Yeah, so I paid, I leave and then on my way home Scotty calls me and he's like, my car won't fucking start. And Jesus I'm like, Christ. what, why, where are you? And he, he was at the Dollar General by my house. His car won't start. We don't know what's wrong with it. He's super ill because he has, Scotty's a wrestler, so he had a huge match he had to get to in Alabama. It's still not working? It isn't. Yeah. I'm, okay. Okay. It's so stupid. So. He ran out of gas? No. He had a full tank of gas. Um. So I get there and he's like, you know, let's jump it off. So we try to jump it off. Nothing will happen. Uh, you know, he's getting, you know, more and more anxious. Um, but he finally finds a ride to the show. Mm-hmm. So um, we go back to the house. He gets ready. My dad comes home and then he goes over there and looks at it. And it was literally just like corrosion on the battery. Oh, no. <laughs> My dad just put a Coke on it and it was fine. Gosh. But we were so worried because yeah. you know, he, he works an hour away. I have to take Titus to and from school and my car is out of service. I had to take my dad's car here to Brooks today so we could record. I can't imagine having two cars out of commission. Yeah, and being poor. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. Well, that, that was all very frustrating. And then I thought Titus, that was an easy fix. Me too. Oh my! I mean, mine's an easy fix. Oh, also, so my dad tried to change out my fucking wheel bearing hub assembly (laughs) whatever and the lug nuts on my wheels were stripped so we had to go buy five lug nuts and then i have to go tomorrow to a tire place to get them 
replaced <laughs> so that my dad can change it out tomorrow. It's just been such a disaster. Uh, well, it'll get fixed and it's okay. I've literally been talking six minutes about car troubles. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. I hate it here. On a positive note, um, just something that kind of popped in my head. Uh, we had a anniversary party for my grandparents last night. Um, congratulations, Nana and Papa, um, on 40 years of marriage. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so that was a fun little get together. It yes, was a it surprise was. for them and all the family came and... It was a good time. So congratulations. And let me just say, your Aunt Becca, shout out to you, Becca, if you ever listened to this episode. Mm -hmm. Her salsa was bomb. Did you try it? I I have a million times. It's so good. It's so good. That's like her specialty. Ansley actually, uh, for what may have been her last birthday, maybe her 12th birthday, um, she asked Becca for salsa for her birthday. Wow. That's (laughs) so cute. That's how like a big deal with the sauces you know what else makes it a big deal is i don't like tomatoes okay yeah i can eat like tomato based things and i love salsa but i like not chunky salsa right and hers was chunky as fuck yeah and it's but so good. it was so good yeah, yeah. i ate all of it mm-hmm. they didn't even taste like tomatoes <laughs> it was really good i was glad i tried it so yeah yeah action-packed weekend (laughs) like i said mine's just started i've still got monday and tuesday off and i'm so excited so it's been a long week it really had you remember last week when we said that it felt so long since we had recorded last this week felt even longer it really has yeah it was a horribly long just yeah week yeah All right, I guess we can get into it. Go ahead and get started. Give you guys what you've been waiting for and (laughs) stop running our damn mouths. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) All right. So I hope you guys listened to the trigger warning at the beginning. Um, This is something we're going to start implementing every episode and probably should have from the beginning. But Especially with my Ed Kemper case. I'm so sorry (laughs) if you were triggered by that. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you didn't listen to the trigger warning, trigger warning, don't listen to this episode. All right. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, tonight I will be covering the infamous McKamey Manor. Um, if you haven't heard of McKamey Manor, basically it is like a literal house of horrors, uh, supposed to be like a haunted house, but to me, it's more like a torture house. It is not a haunted house. It is a torture house. (laughs) Um, It's legal torture. Absolutely. And how it's legal, I'm not sure, but. Um, so I learned about this about four or five years ago. Um, I learned about it through a documentary and I was super fascinated and just hooked. Did Um, you watch it on Facebook? No, it was like maybe on Netflix or something of that nature. I can't remember. But, uh, so it's definitely not your average haunt. Um, if you ask me, like, not at all. If you ask anybody, not at all. So the owner, whose name is Russ McCamey, calls it, quote, the one and only original extreme haunted attraction and, quote, survival horror challenge. (laughs) 
<laughs> so <laughs> this is a completely supposed nonprofit uh, horror house. Yeah. Um, Russ does not charge a fee for anyone to enter McKamey Manor. He only asks for a donation of dog food. Kind of weird. And when I tell you about this place, as we get in further, you're going to be like, how the hell does he manage to, you know, run this place off of a donation of dog food? Yeah. You know what I mean? It seems like there has to be some kind of money coming in. Like, I'm confused by it's it. It's freaking nutso. Mm-hmm. So um, anyone to complete this challenge, I guess, if you will, uh, wins $20,000, which again, where does that money come from? If you're not making money off of this place, he probably just knows nobody's ever going to complete it. And the thing is, there's not like a set time limit for it, right? There's no, there's no, it it really just kind of ends when they want it to end or when you tap out. Right. So like nobody will ever win $20,000. Right. It's a scam. Complete. So, uh, but no one has ever gotten that far. So the requirements to enter this quote unquote torture house, um, that's what I'm going to call it because that's exactly what the fuck it is. It's a torture house. Um, and this is listed on, uh, McKamey Manor's website, but, uh, the requirements are one, you must be 21 and above, or you can be 18 to 20 with parent, uh, parental consent which is weird considering an 18 19 and 20 year old is an adult but exactly okay. yeah i mean yeah i don't know really i like i feel like you should be 21 Ugh, but know. imagine being 21 years old and be like mom right. can you consent to go to this haunted house <laughs> <laughs> well anybody is a mom that has to sign for that and if she signs for it she's freaking crazy Agreed. So, um, also number two, you have to have a completed sports physical and a doctor's letter stating that you are physically and mentally cleared. So basically like a psychological like exam. Yeah. Uh, three, you must pass a background check provided by McKamey Manor. Four, you have to be screened via Facebook FaceTime or by phone. Five, you have to have proof of medical insurance. Ding, ding, ding. Red yeah. flag. Huge red flag. <laughs> uh, six, uh, you must sign a detailed 40-page waiver. And we'll get into that waiver a little bit later. And then seven, you have to pass a portable drug test on the day of the show. <clears throat> so this haunted house was founded by owner ray uh ray russ mckamey in san diego california and it was originally located at his home russ comes off as a charming showman who moonlights as a wedding singer what yeah he is a wedding singer excuse me yeah yep (laughs) i remember hearing that in the actual uh, documentary i watched he's like super like charming like you know <laughs> that's so, charming well yeah <laughs> he flashes his toothy smiles and uses words like rascal and critter all righty so russ says it's a survival horror boot camp yeah it is yeah <laughs> so russ spent 23 years in the navy and he still sports a buzz cut he definitely looks like he's you know i was an, gonna ask human. i thought that he probably was in some branch of the military yes, yeah he sure was so 
Russ says, and I quote, this is not a torture house. Liar. <laughs> yeah. There's no torture. Are you kidding me? But I can tell you with the use of hypnosis and mind control, I can make you believe what I want you to believe. It's just entertainment. I'm just a showman. That's all. Wait, I've seen videos of this. That's definitely not hypnosis. Well, that's what he claims. Well, what are we all hypnotized when we are watching this video of somebody getting waterboarded? Uh, right, right. So he concludes and says that the manor is safe, but it can be dangerous. And he says it can be dangerous because of the type of activities you have to do. There are some really big epic stunts that are involved. You are dealing with being buried alive. You're dealing with fires. You are dealing with heights. There's a lot of water, live critters. And if you aren't paying attention, they can be dangerous. Okay, sounds not safe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so punishment escalates in McKamey Manor if you swear. And this is so crazy to me. But because Russ McKamey, of all people, has an odd innocence about him. He says he does not smoke, doesn't drink alcohol, doesn't drink caffeine or cuss. I would be fucked dude <laughs> yeah fucked exactly i would be fucked as they're <laughs> drowning you to death <laughs> i would just keep shouting fuck i know uh, it, that is just so strange to me so like such a holy man to be such a fucking freakazoid do you know what i mean for this man gives me the heebie-jeebies oh he's such a weirdo he's so weird you guys have to watch the videos so he claims also that there's no nudity or sexual suggestion in the manor. I've never heard that there is, so. Right. Yeah. Well, but a little bit later, I'll tell you some things. Oh, God. So there is a community of online critics that brand McKamey as an abomination, a sadist, which yep. 100%. For sure. Um, a psychopath and worse. He just shrugs them off as haters. He's just like, whatever, you guys are haters. So, um, Have you ever heard about that one haunted house where, um, I don't remember where it's at, but I think I'll cover this one day, but mm -hmm. it's like the pe the people who like haunt you, mm -hmm. they don't wear clothes Ew. and they can literally like sexually touch you. Like you sign a waiver for it. I think you told me that. That's disgusting. Yeah. And like these, the people who, um that I've read like stories about going in there say that the way that they describe the like, you know, sexual yeah. whatever, it doesn't seem as bad as it is. But when, when, you know, you get in there, it's like horrible. Oh my God. But they say that the, that they think that seeing a naked person is more off putting than when you go into a haunted house and, you know, see a man with like a mask. Yeah. Because you know, you're expecting that, but you're not always expecting to see somebody in the most vulnerable state. Gross. You know, it's so weird. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like that at all. That's disgusting. I hate it, yeah. That's, yeah, that's more horrifying to me than somebody in a costume. Same. So um, now there are two locations. The uh, San Diego location no longer exists, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but there's one in Huntsville, Alabama, and there's one in Summertown, Tennessee. Oh, so neighboring states. Okay. Yeah. So McKamey Manor is open year-round, and the tours can last 8 to 10 hours. And again, no one has made it all the way through. Listen to this shit. 
there is a current waiting list of almost 30,000 people. <laughs> you guys are fucking freaks. <laughs> 30,000 people want to do this shit. And if you guys watch these YouTube videos, like, please tell us if you would be down for this. Because, um, my God, like, <laughs> Alyssa thinks I'm a weirdo, and I probably am. Um but I would never in a million years enter this place as like a contestant, but I could totally like be an actor in it. And she thinks that's nuts. Yeah. Cause you're obviously also a sadist. <laughs> Psychopath. <laughs> yeah. No, like my thing is like, you're literally asking for this. Yeah. But also, um, feeding somebody their own vomit just sounds absolutely traumatizing for all parties involved. Well, and I think that's the thing, though. These people go in knowing they're go- going to be scarred for life and they want to do it. I think for these people, it is like some kind of it's like a bucket list thing. Like, I have to get through this. I can do this. You know what I mean? And they know what the fuck they're doing. They're fucking weirdos. Yeah, but still, I don't know, Brooke, you're weird, too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I am weird. I'm okay with torturing people if they're asking for it. (laughs) I mean, I would never hurt somebody, you know, just a random person. But, like, you're literally here telling me this is what you want to do. So, I mean. (laughs) Okay, yes, but, um, like, from what I've watched, they don't really like eating their own vomit. That's not (laughs) something they want to do. That's something they're being forced to do. And they end up like wanting to get the fuck out of there because of the horrible things. I would things. never force someone to stay there. You know what I mean? But like, you might would not have any choice. Who knows? I don't know. So, um, the facility that is in Summertown, Tennessee has been the subject of numerous complaints in Lawrence County. Uh, County Commissioner Scott Franks wrote about an incident in which deputies were called to the property after a neighbor saw a woman dragged screaming from a van as a part of the experience. (laughs) Imagine, wait, isn't, aren't these houses like in the suburbs? Well, yeah, I noticed the Tennessee one, like in a video I watched was actually like way out in the woods. But like, I know his San Diego one was like in a neighborhood. Yeah. Like you're freaking everybody in the neighborhood out like what the fuck that's not fair to your neighbors they didn't sign waivers to be you know to see that kind of thing yeah so uh uh commit the commissioner says staged or not this is simply something that none of us want anywhere near us uh, District Attorney Brent Cooper said that the program is legal because people are subjecting themselves to it voluntarily, though participants can withdraw their consent at any time, according to Tennessee law. So it's not illegal because literally these people are asking for it. So what do you do? I mean, but somebody could ask you to murder them and then that person would go to prison for the rest of their lives so True i don't think there should be some kind of law against it against torturing at your consent yeah i think it should it should go it shouldn't go as far as it does here yeah it yeah. goes pretty far it goes far so uh, of course the manor has attracted significant controversy um a ton of criticism media scrutiny um all of that just for the use of this aggression and the various forms of physical and psychological torture. Yeah. Um, Previously at the beginning of this whole thing and and for several years, there wasn't a safe word. Um, But now Russ says he has implemented one um, that will end the haunt 
immediately. I'm not sure how much I believe that. Imagine fucking not having a safe word and having to continuously like live in that torture. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, however, one participant by the name of Laura Hertz Brotherton said that during her experience, she repeated the safe phrase for several minutes before employees stopped torturing her. She later went to a hospital for extensive injuries. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't believe they're going to stop just because you say it. You know what I mean? It's probably in that waiver. Like, we can still do it even if you say the safe word. I think the video that I saw of somebody, um, he was, like, being buried alive pretty much. Yeah. Like, he was in... I don't really know exactly what it was. It was, like, he was in muddy water, and they were, like, dumping water on his face. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he kept saying the safe word, and they were, like... Like, he kept saying fuck to you, and they were like, you know, we can't let you go tell you stop saying fuck or whatever uh-huh. it was, and it's just... Crazy. Like, you're not saying the safe word right, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Ugh. So now I'm going to talk um, a little bit about what this place is legally allowed to do to you. This shit is bananas. Definitely trigger, trigger, trigger warning trigger, right here. Trigger, trigger, trigger. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off if you don't want to hear this wild ass shit that honestly shouldn't be legal. All right. So <clears throat> during the tour, employees of the manor may use. Are you laughing at me? Doring. Doring. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I said that. I was Doring just trying to. Doring. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. I looked at you and I just knew you were laughing at me. (laughs) During the tour. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) During the tour, employees of the manor may use mind control and hypnosis on their patrons. Excuse me. (laughs) Yup. That's what I'm saying. Like, do you think like mind control is not a real thing? No, I think it is for sure. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, I think in more ways than one, it's a real thing. Absolutely. Um, They are also allowed to physically assault them, bury them alive, hit them with vibrating toys. I'm not sure what that meant. (laughs) They're just like grabbing dildos and hitting you with them. I I don't know. Vibrating toys. (laughs) I I really was kind of confused on that part. What what other toys vibrate? <laughs> uh, Imagine coming in and there's like a guy wearing a, like a executioner, you know, man outfit with like the the black, you know, like Cloak. sack on his face, yeah. and then he just has like two vibrating dildos <laughs> in his hands, just smacking you in the face with them, <laughs> and you're like chained down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, they're also allowed to waterboard them. And force them to eat and drink unknown substances such as puke or feces. Oh. Uh, they're allowed to bound and gag them, pull their teeth out, cut their hair or shave their heads, pull their fingernails out and tattoo them. What? Tattoo? Yeah. Amongst other severe forms of physical and psychological torture. Participate. Participants can also be drugged during their experience, but God forbid you say a cuss word. Drugged? Drugged. Okay, how is that legal at all? I mean, I guess because you signed that waiver. But, like, if I go to my mom's house and I take one of her medicines and then I get pulled over, I could go to 
fucking prison for a felony yeah but they can just drug people uh, it, apparently there's something weird they going can on do there whatever they want to you uh, I remember watching one of the YouTube videos and at first I thought like, no way, this shit is fake, but they are literally like taking some kind of like crazy drill and like taking this dude's tooth out and he's just like screaming and bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And, like it is insane, you guys. And uh, I mean, these people, so many of them are just screaming in horror and agony and crying and, you know, and there's just... There's no end to it, I What guess. if they take all your teeth out? That's terrible. I cannot imagine. They shave, like... You best believe they taking my teeth out. I'm making it to the motherfucking end. <laughs> Literally, if I'm eating shit, and then they take oh my, my teeth out, and then they shave my head, and then they tattoo, yeah. like, a penis on my forehead, right. I'm making it to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's insane to me. So, Russ has a new creation, which is a 10-hour experience called Desolation. And it also offers a prize of $20,000 for a successful completion, but it deducts $500 from the prize for every failed challenge or use of profanity. That money would be gone so quick. Yeah. It Ten might hours be gone, of, like, three minutes in. Right. Um... So, people, of course, question how this place is legal at all, um, even with the detailed 40-page waiver and the required psychological exam. People freaking hate this place. I hate this place. (laughs) If you check out, like, their Google reviews, um, it's just a multitude of one-star reviews, and I think the average review was, like, a 2.4, something like that. I agree. So, it's just, like, everybody's, like... Fuck you, Russ. Fuck this place. Yeah. So, uh, in an interview for The Guardian, these are a couple of quotes from some of McCamey's employees. This shit's wild. So, Andrew Sweeney says, and I quote, I'm not going to lie. I go hard on the big guys. I've got three kids, a lady, and six dogs. A lot going on my life. A lot going on in my life. This is a great de-stressor. Sounds like he's just taking out his aggression on these folks. Yeah, that's scary. If I was his wife, I'd I'd be scared. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Sweeney's tools today include plastic restraints, a rope, and a robust-looking airtight plastic bag, which fits snugly over an adult human head. Oh, great. Now, I did see a video where they had a bag over somebody's head. Um, <clears throat> there was one also, I believe it was a bag, and it had, like, cockroaches in it, like, just cl- crawling all over them. What if they ac- What if they seriously killed somebody? I mean, I feel like it's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like s- I don't know. If they're not stopping, I mean, I'm sure, like, people are, like, passing out, you know, having panic attacks. Like, I feel like somebody could have a heart attack. Yeah. You know what I mean? I probably would. So, uh, <clears throat> another one of the employees named Ryan Lawrence quotes, I'm the enforcer, as he smiles. I'm he- <laughs> Yeah. I'm here to make sure no one makes it out. I get carried away. I really don't have a line. Excuse me? Yep. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Another fun quote by Lawrence stated in a YouTube video of contestant uh, contestant Christina Buster's experience, which hers was 
awful if you watch hers. But uh, he says, I'm going to tear that girl apart. I'll drag her by her bald head. No one is leaving with eyebrows today. Well, I draw mine on, so that's not too bad. But (laughs) the rest of that. Shave your eyebrows off. (laughs) So uh, you guys definitely check out the videos of McKamey Manor on YouTube. Um, Again, like I said, they're whimpering, trembling, crying, screaming, begging for mercy for it to stop. It's like actual torture, so be wary when you do look them up. But it is terrible. If you're into weird shit, check it out. I like to watch it, even though it... Yeah, I sat there one day at work. It was a slow day, and I was just, like, watching video after video, and I was showing everybody. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah, I watched a girl who was a repeater. Yeah, yeah, there's been several people that didn't make it the first time, so they're like, and it may be that Christina girl, actually. Could be, yeah. Because she's done it twice. But they start the torture, like, before you even sign the waiver. Mm -hmm. That's the crazy thing. Like, I can't remember how many people they allow in at once, but it's usually like a small group, maybe like four people, something like that. And really, they, I thought it was always one person. I don't think so. I could be wrong. Maybe like it's one person at a time and they've got kind of like a, like each weekend or each day they have like four people to go through. Yeah. Um, maybe you may be right. But uh, yeah, a lot of the torture starts before the waiver. Like they've, fucking like basically kidnap you and like mm-hmm. drag you in the woods and go ahead and start with the torture before mm-hmm. you even sign so i guess it it's like a sneak preview like What's this to is come. not even like half of what we're gonna do to you yeah do you still want to do this right yeah and these people say yes i mean these people wait like a lifetime to do this not me <clears throat> so um there of course as you can imagine there's a bunch of online petitions that you can sign to have the place shut down. Um, one of the petitions that I read reports that if Russ doesn't think that you're easily manipulated, you aren't allowed to go. Oh, uh, go figure. Yeah. And uh, there's another report that he uses loopholes to get out of being arrested, which, yeah, I can see that. Me too. And also, there have been uh, reports of sexual assault at oh, the no. manor. So, but well, according to those two guys in that interview, yeah, yeah. I would believe it. They don't have a line at all, like, right? Yeah. So uh, there's also been reports that he only hires uh, workers with violent histories and sex offenders. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because okay. let's be honest, like you're not really going to find anybody else to work there except for maybe me. Daddy. And there are also reports that he uses needles to inject people with drugs, forces them to ingest pills or questionable items to force hallucinations. That's terrifying. Yeah. That would be the line for me as far as like working at a place like that. If you are literally drugging people that's terrifying because God knows what's happening to these people when they are not in their right state of mind. Also, what if you have an allergic uh, reaction yeah, to the medicine? Exactly. So Russ repeatedly says, quote, it's all smoke and mirrors. 
So he's such a liar. Like the proof is in the videos that you mm-hmm. watch. Like I've seen videos of him of them actually torturing people, and I'm not under the influence of anything. I'm literally watching people get waterboarded. Exactly. So why does your waiver say these things happen? Why are you admitting that these things happen? But then you're saying it's all smoke and mirrors. It's all just a very you know, contradictory statement exactly. here. Exactly. Russ. And your contestants don't say it's all smoke and mirrors. Yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? Rascal. Old rascal critter. <laughs> so uh my question is, why are people leaving with fractured bones? Ex- no teeth. Dr- no teeth, uh mental trauma covered in bruises and uh facial swelling. <laughs> Bald heads, Bald no head. eyebrows. But yeah, it's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. You know? Like why are they throwing up when they come out of there? Ugh, gosh. But uh in closing, I guess my opinion is let it happen. Um, these people are asking for it. I know a lot of people would disagree with me. However, um, I probably know some freakazoids that would be down to do it. And uh, again, I mean, you know what the fuck you're getting into. You know what my thing is? I don't think that anybody would genuinely ever be cleared to do that. Because I think that if you have the want to do that, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you. I genuinely think that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's it's a bit much for me. The uh, people, like, you know, that I was telling you about that work with me, like, not a one of them was like, yeah, you know, and they're all pretty ballsy, I feel like. But Like, you remember the show Fear Factor? Oh, yeah. Like, you know how they would eat, like, goat cow eyeballs oh, and they yeah. would, like, be put into tanks with, like, snakes and spiders and right. stuff? Like, that all sucks, but... I don't I th- think that's anything compared to... Yeah, like, I think that 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 sucks and it's disgusting, but I think, like, the teeth pulling, the nail pulling, the feeding, the vomit and feces, like, those are things, I mean, that can kill you. You can get an infection from your mm-hmm. tooth being pulled, your fingernails being pulled, you know, God knows what's in the vomit and the shit, <sighs> God knows what pills and hallucinogens he's giving you yeah and plus like what if they use a needle on you that they use on somebody else Mm -hmm. and that person had you know aids or Mm -hmm. some other kind of you know blood disease and i don't know dude to me it's just nothing about that seems legal yeah well it is for whatever reason there was a video also I'm, i'm trying to remember all the ones i've seen but uh one of the employees was using like a uh, like a saw of some sort on somebody, and I can't remember like if they cut something off or like huh? what it was. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But they fuck you up, man. Yeah, they fuck you up. Oh my god, I don't know. I'm People are put, weird. I'm posting the petition on the Facebook. Oh my Y'all god, really, it. Alyssa? Y'all sign it. Don't listen to Brooke. No, y'all. No, don't no. let the weak-minded. <laughs> <laughs> go through this torture i see we have very different opinions on this <laughs> yeah um i'm not pro torture in any sense i mean so. i'm not pro torture but i think if you want to do this i mean there are people doing this again after doing it the first time yeah and they're the second time they're probably more traumatized and fucked up and should not be allowed to do it <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that if he thinks that you're like mentally competent, then you can't do it. These guys that work there, they've all been through it. That's why they're working there now is because they went through and failed. So 
Yeah, and they're all registered sex offenders <laughs> and violent criminals, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't like I am it. not a sadist, you guys, but I, again, yeah, right. <laughs> if you're asking me for that, like, I would totally be an actor, and it's funny to me because I've said like I would totally act at like Netherworld. Like, I don't mind scaring the shit out of people. You know what I mean? Well, scaring I, somebody's different than torturing them. They're asking for it. Oh, but uh, okay. I will not go through a haunted house myself. How silly is that? But, uh, All right, guys. Um, if you're asking for something, I guess you should get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask and you shall receive. Uh, so, yeah, that's it about McKamey Manor. But uh, if you have interest in it, uh, check it out on YouTube. There are tons and tons and tons of videos. Sign um, the petition. Don't sign the petition. Sign the petition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really guess I don't care too much, but I'm not really going to post the petition. But I do yeah. genuinely think it should be shut down. Yeah. Or at least changed. He Managed should change. Yeah. You know. I think there should be a, an outside opinion about what goes on in there because yeah. obviously Russ is a little fucking cult leader or something. And he's a little out there. His little goonies are, uh, I don't know, just some of that needs to change for sure. Yeah, some of it. I think the cockroach shit and, like, the snakes and spiders, But as whatever. far as, like, chopping off body parts and pulling teeth and fingernails. I'm not down for that at all. I'm not. And I wouldn't do that, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. It's super, super intriguing to me. So, check it out. Sign the petition. Don't. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Um, so, that haunted house is scary. <laughs> um, I guess I'm just going to be talking about some things that have happened through my lifetime that have been horrifying. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate because it seems like Brooke's the only person in the world who has positive experiences with scary Spirits. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even know where to begin. I guess from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I guess just tell us the first experience you remember. Um, yeah. Like she said, my experiences with spirits as I guess you would call them have all been positive experiences, which does not seem to be the norm. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really have a whole lot to pitch into this part of the episode, but mostly I'm excited to learn about Alyssa's and I'll throw in a few things here and there, but, uh, I'm excited to hear what she's got to say. Sorry if this bores you guys, but no, it's not gonna be boring. It's it's interesting. It's kind of like our listener juice hearing other people's True. episodes. I'm sure they're gonna, or episodes experiences. <laughs> they're gonna enjoy hearing yours. Okay, well, uh, it all kind of first started happening when I was young. I think I was like five, and um, I remember walking into the living room, and. Um, my it was nighttime and like my siblings were in bed and I had I guess woken up and got scared or something and wanted to go to my parents mm -hmm. and so I walked into the living room and my mom and dad were on the couch watching tv and as I'm like coming into the living room I just see like a shadowy black dog run across 
the living room mm. and i screamed bloody murder and i ran over to my dad and i like climbed into his lap and i was literally sobbing because i was so scared wow and i kept like pointing at it going there's a black dog a black dog and my dad's like where i don't see it where i don't see it and so i guess that's when it kind of clicked with my dad that it was holy crap is yeah. that why you don't care for dogs <laughs> i guess i don't know wow um but yeah and so for the next like few weeks i kept seeing them i would see them like run across the yard outside like would, multiple dogs or one multiple uh well sometimes it'd be multiple sometimes it'd be one mm-hmm. and um, i'd see them run through the hallway of our house and then they would just disappear and um did they look alike were they all like the same yeah kind they of were dog? all the same yeah. yeah and um my dad couldn't you know he like we come i come from a pretty religious family and so my dad would pray nothing would happen and i would just keep seeing them mm-hmm. and so um one day my dad brought in a pastor i think the current pastor we had at our church and uh, he told my dad to um to put red string over all the doors in our house that would symbolize like the blood of the lamb and then to uh you know put anointing oil Mm-hmm. and whatnot on them and pr- to pray this specific prayer and i mean after my dad did that i never saw another black shadowy dog again wow but i started seeing other things oh gosh yeah, so like a couple of years later and i'm not the only one who saw these my brother also did but mm-hmm. um so that started when i was okay so the first house i ever lived in my parents built mm-hmm. and it was a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom two-bath house mm-hmm. And then my mom and dad ended up having four kids instead of just two. Mm-hmm. So my dad literally built on by himself two other bedrooms. Cool. And so me and my brother had the back bedrooms and then my two younger sisters had the front bedrooms. Mm-hmm. And um, my brother had gotten some walkie talkies like for um, his birthday or Christmas or something. So he had one and I had the other. And I was laying in bed, had my door open and um, I could see kind of down into the hallway but I could not see his bedroom door because our bedrooms were like parallel to each other. Okay. And I just see this like white, like glowing little boy walk into mm-hmm. my brother's room. Wow. So I took my walkie talkie and I was like, do you see this? Did you see that? Mm-hmm. And he was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, like a glowing little boy just walked into your room. And he said he did not see it. So I got out of bed and I went into his room and it was not there, but I just remember climbing into his bed with him, and I was like, I saw it, I swear, Lola. And, um... Is this still the same house? Yeah. Okay. Where was this at? Uh, it was in Covington, off of 81 near Livingston. Okay. Yeah. And so, me and my brother decided to go get my parents and tell them. Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, really late, and our parents were in bed, and, uh... We just decided we were going to sleep in the living room. Mm-hmm. So I took the love seat and he had the couch. Mm-hmm. And um, at the same time, we saw in the hallway, um, it was like this, it was a flash. Mm-hmm. And it was just a flash of like a group of people standing there. Oh. And like two of them were like FBI agent looking dudes. What? One of them was a clown. Oh my One of God. them was um, that little glowing boy i saw walk into my brother's room and there were more but i can't really remember now what they were Mm -hmm. um 
and my brother saw some of the ones that I saw, but I definitely saw the ones that he saw. Mm-hmm. We instantly ran into my parents' room and were like, oh my God, mom, dad. Holy crap. Yeah, it was horrifying. Yeah. But thankfully, nothing happened after that in that house. That's um, crazy. It was really freaky. Yeah. But, you know, we kind of just forgot about it because, you know, after the fear kind of dies down, you just kind of yeah. don't worry about it anymore. Um, Makes you wonder, like, what was there before you built the house? Yeah. I don't know. You know? We were the first house in that neighborhood. Hmm. So our house kind of kick-started that whole entire neighborhood. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know what was there before i'd be curious to speak to like the uh people that own it now you know yeah yeah it's had a lot of different owners over the year and i know this because i'm a creep that randomly drives by by, (laughs) um and it looks so bad now i just wish people would take care of it i remember you driving me through there i drove you through there or something yeah Yeah. it's so sad Mm -hmm. it was my childhood Mm -hmm. um So then we moved into this new house and it wasn't actually, so my parents sold that house. And so we moved in with my grandparents on my mom, my mom's parents, um, until my, we could, you know, find another house and buy it. Yeah. And, um, there was only one thing that happened there. Um, (laughs) I was outside. And so there was a lot of land at this house. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, this was a two bedroom, one bathroom house and my whole entire family, four kids two adults and my mom was pregnant with her fifth child wow we shared one bedroom wow yeah it was terrible um and then i guess my grandparents got tired of us being we weren't even there that long but i guess they just got tired of us being there and didn't want to kick us out so they just bought a new house and moved into that <laughs> and left you guys there <laughs> and so i guess my parents just started paying rent and that's you know we, we just lived there till we could find a different house and yeah um I was outside, and uh, in the very back, there were two sheds um, where my granddaddy would keep his tools and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I was playing in the side yard, but you could see the very back shed from where I was at. Mm-hmm. And I just saw this man, like, walk into the shed. Mm-hmm. And um, my dad was outside, and I told my dad, and so my dad went down there to go check it out because he thought it was, like, one of my granddaddy's friends or something. Mm-hmm there's nobody in there when mm-hmm. he went in there and so um um there was no way that he could have like gone out the ba- there's only one door mm-hmm. i don't really i can't remember but i don't think that there were windows but i know for a fact he couldn't have gotten out especially without a struggle yeah um there's nobody there so my dad called the police mm-hmm. and my dad was like, Alyssa, you need to tell me right now whether or not you're telling the truth. And I was like, Dad, I swear I saw somebody walk in there. Yeah. And I was like, but I don't know if it was a real person. Like, yeah. I kind of think it was a spirit. A spirit. Yeah. And my dad was like, no, it's probably one of your granddaddy's friends. And I was like, but I never saw him leave. You didn't see him leave. You didn't see anybody back there. And he's like, well, I don't know, Alyssa. And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh-huh. um, I still stand by that to this day. I do think it was a, a spirit or something. Mm-hmm. Could you see, was it more of like a shadowy figure or mm-hmm. it looked like a man? It looked like a real ass man wow. going there. Yeah. Um, and this is a kind of a side thing. It's not really paranormal, but it's really freaky. Mm-hmm. So that house had the biggest pantry mm-hmm. and it wasn't 
like a wide pantry is a very narrow pan- pantry but it went on for forever wow. had so many shelves it was so weird mm-hmm. and to the right of that on the other side of the wall was the laundry room mm-hmm. and so i don't know but one day like <laughs> my sister like laid down on the floor for some reason and there was like an air vent there and there was a like a small crack where you could see into the pantry i guess like the laundry room was added on or something. I don't know because there was a vent there. It was and but you could see, to I don't know. Okay. Anyways, um. So she bent down. And she stands up, and you could just her face was white as a ghost. She was petrified, and she said, "I see a hand." Oh. And we were like, "You see a hand?" And she was like, "Yes, I see a hand." And I was nine yeah. at this point, so she was nine like six yeah and um so we all bent down trying to look for this hand and we couldn't find it Mm -hmm. and so we're like you know look down there again and see if you can see it and she sees it again she's like there's a hand inside the vent like or on the other side of the wall like in the wall okay okay and so um we 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 like looked for that hand for a while and so eventually i got down there and i saw the hand and i was like there's a hand mom there's a hand in this wall i see it's a woman's hand you can see the hand oh my god and so my parents start fearing the worst thinking that my granddad killed somebody and put them (laughs) in the wall and we were like oh my god this is insane and so um my dad goes into the pantry to see if like he could see anything from that side yeah and guess what it was what it was literally a box with a woman's hand on it like like oh my god (laughs) it freaked us out so badly we literally thought it was a person's hand that is hilarious oh my gosh so anyways i'm glad there was a conclusion to that story (laughs) because i'm trying to figure out why there was a hand (laughs) that's one of my favorite memories oh man um granddad killed somebody and put him in the wall (laughs) yeah we literally thought that we're like oh my god he's a murderer (laughs) (laughs) and in that house was creepy also because have you ever seen the movie war of the world i don't know why you even ask anymore you know i don't watch movies (laughs) well the aliens in that movie make this really loud horn sound like Mm -hmm. their spaceship thingies make this really loud horn sound Mm -hmm. and so the toilet there made a sound very similar to that like the pipes did Mm -hmm. and so um we just kind of got used to the sound because we had lived there for so long and so i remember one day we went to watch that movie and uh we were like halfway through but we had to pause it so somebody could go pee Mm -hmm. they went and peed and flushed the toilet and they came back and then when we were about to start the movie again we heard the horn sound and my dad was there it's me and my dad my brother both of my sisters Mm -hmm. and we all just froze and like stared at each other because (laughs) it was like the exact same sound and then we were all freaking out thinking oh my god this movie's real Mm -hmm. and then my dad was like oh it's just the toilet (laughs) and it was horrifying (laughs) anyways back to the paranormal (laughs) so um we ended up moving into this house um in conyers and um Nothing happened at that house, thankfully. Nothing mm-hmm. at all happened at that house. Um, but then we ended up moving into um, the, a house in the same neighborhood we were renting. Mm-hmm. And um, nothing really happened in that house at that time because we lived in that house twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we ended up 
my my dad ended up losing his job so we had to move into my grandparents second house Mm -hmm. and there's a lot about this house this house is like the bane of my existence pretty much um a lot of horrible things have happened there and so my grandparents had been renting that house out to what we now know is a convicted pedophile oh no and um he was a hoarder and the house was filled to the brim with just trash and blah blah but we had no choice i mean my dad didn't have a job and my mom had been a stay-at-home mom like you know Mm -hmm. most of my entire life so like we had no choice but to live there Mm -hmm. and so my dad spent months cleaning it out and um we moved in but while he was cleaning it out um this is not paranormal it's just weird but my brother and his friend were cleaning out the crawl space because there was even trash in the crawl space jesus and they found a dildo down there yeah okay that's weird but it gets worse Mm -hmm. so like a few years after we had been living there um my dad was under there to fix like the pipes or something Mm -hmm. and he found a bone oh and so it was a big bone yeah like a big bone and so my dad was like oh my god this guy killed somebody down here like probably assaulted them and killed them and so they called the police and the police came out there and it was the bone of a hoofed animal Uh and so my parents were like oh okay you know hoofed animal that's fine but my question is why the fuck was there a hoofed animal in the crawl space space. yeah with a dildo down there gross yeah so yeah that kind of makes you wonder childhood trauma yeah anyway so (laughs) i just i I only said that just to say that there obviously is a lot of probably weird spiritual stuff happening because of the person who lived there before us well i mean a hoofed animal is a large animal Mm -hmm. why would it be under the crawl space i mean yeah i I don't know that's that's fucking weird he was doing something under there with dildos and animals yeah that's what i'm saying yeah and we knew he had goats because um i guess he had asked my papa if he could have goats because he was too fucking lazy to cut his own grass oh wow and the neighbors had goats and chickens and that kind of thing too but so you know he did something weird down there Mm. so anyways um this was truly a haunted house yeah truly the scariest things ever happened in this house and not just to me but to my brother to both of my sisters to my mom to my dad just constant horror wow so i don't really remember what order a lot of this was in but um i do remember one day this is not my story this is my sister's story but um it involves me so that's why i'm gonna tell it but um so my sister was laying in her bed and her bedroom she shared with my other sister and uh, their bedroom was right across the hallway from my brother's bedroom and in between their bedrooms was the bathroom and so um in the living room we had um it was like a living room and kitchen so it was like you know open Mm -hmm. area Mm -hmm. and i was sitting at the bar um, like on a stool um, on the computer this is back when we didn't get on facebook on our phones we got on a yeah pc and so uh, and my sister knew i was in there and so um my sister sees me walk into the bathroom but i had blonde hair and she was like oh that's weird and so she called out to me mm-hmm. and so i came from the 
kitchen living room area to my sister's bedroom mm-hmm. and she instantly just looked freaked out because you would think i came from the bathroom right yeah yeah and she was like Alyssa, did you just go into the bathroom and i was like no dude i've been on the computer for like the last you know two hours yeah and she was like no dude you were in the bathroom and i was like no dude i wasn't at all i was on the computer uh-huh. and she was like i saw somebody that looked just like you with blonde hair go into the bathroom and i was like oh well clearly i don't have blonde hair and i was not in the bathroom so my sister saw my doppelganger creepy yeah gosh the doppelganger stuff freaks me out yeah it's horrifying i don't like it uh so another instance in that house um i was sitting at that same spot on the computer and uh just very to the very right of me was the door that went to my parents bedroom Mm -hmm. and um so I was sitting on the computer and I kept feeling like somebody was standing behind me mm-hmm. and I was like looking over my shoulder like who the fuck is that because I knew I was home alone oh gosh and every time I'd turn around nobody would be there um and then I would start you know looking back at the computer and then in, like I would feel it again but this time I saw like a bright light beside me mm-hmm. like just it would be like if it was a you know the other side of the room shining to the back of me mm-hmm. but every time I would look back there there would be no light and no person mm-hmm. and I just thought that was super weird but I didn't feel freaked out by this one I mean I felt freaked out but I wasn't like fearful yeah and so after a while of me you know looking over my shoulder um my parents bedroom door just slams open (gasps) nobody's there it's just me and i just kind of look at the door and i was just like that was weird (sighs) and then i just went back to doing what i was doing because i didn't feel fearful yeah but it was freaky yeah so weird so that was a different kind of spirit you feel i don't know i think they're all the same yeah yeah I don't know. You think they're all demonic? Of, of I do think that. I don't really think that any spirit has mostly good intentions. Good intentions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just think some of them don't um, know where consu- they are. Well, I just don't think that they are. I don't think all of them. I guess have the ability to consume you with fear, mm-hmm. like others do. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but mm-hmm. I think they're all evil. But like my, why else would they be doing that shit i don't know my little friend growing up was not scary at all i don't know i'll talk about him maybe. you can go ahead okay well uh so as we said earlier all of my stories i don't really have a whole lot to say everything i've experienced i have never felt fear um i i have a few stories most of what I've experienced rather than paranormal, I guess, have been more like intuitive, psychic, empathic moments. But um, as far as paranormal, um, so when I was in, I don't remember, but it was middle school, sixth or seventh grade, um, my family moved into a house. We rented a house that uh, was on about 10 acres. It was a big really pretty blue house with a wraparound porch um if you were my friend back in the day you'll remember this house because this is basically where i grew up um a lot of weird things happened there to my mother and i would love if she was here to tell her stories um 
because she's experienced a lot of evil, kind of like Alyssa has, but uh, she's got many, many stories from there. I never experienced any kind of negative energy that I remember. Um, but uh, the first day that we were moving in, we were painting my bedroom and my bedroom, there were one, two, there were three bedrooms upstairs that my brother, my brother had one, my sister had one, there was a bathroom and then there was my bedroom, which was the biggest bedroom because I was the oldest. Right. I always and, had the biggest bedroom too. Yeah. yeah. And that, uh, that was at the far end of, uh, the right side of the house. If you're looking at the house from the front, um, my room also had like a, um, like a sitting area attached. It was Ooh. almost like a, like a second bedroom mm-hmm. attached. Like you just walk through a little walkway. That's and, cool. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. And it was a big bedroom, really cool. But uh, the first day we were there, we were painting my bedroom. And so all of the blinds were either taken out or raised yeah. or whatever. And uh, I just kind of glanced out the front facing window. And the house we had, it was on a dirt road. And at, it was a long, long dirt road. It, you know, it took a minute to get down. But at the start of, like, where you get to where you can see our house, because it was very, very wooded. It was surrounded mm-hmm. by pastures. But at the start of where, you know, you actually could see the house, there was a cattle gate, <clears throat> which we always left open because there was really no reason to shut right. it. But uh, at the cattle gate, I just kind of glanced out and I saw a little boy. Mm, probably between I don't know I'd say probably around eight years old yeah he was wearing overalls he had shaggy brown hair and I just kind of glanced out and he waved at me and so immediately like I, I don't remember if it was my mom or dad but I'm almost positive it was my mom I said like hey look there's a little boy out there and of course they look and there's nothing there right so from there on out, I had many experiences with my little boyfriend. Um, he had a special hiding place in my bedroom. And I never saw his like full body form again that I remember after that first time. But so when you walked into my bedroom, as I said, my bedroom had a sitting area you walk through the doorway and you go to the left and it's my bedroom and then on the right side is the sitting area and they're connected there's no doorway it's just kind of like a little walk through and I had like this black couch and like a tv stand and stuff in there it was like my little sitting room my little teenage hangout <laughs> how and, old uh, were you uh this is we moved there when I was in middle school okay so and we lived there until I was moved out at 18 so yeah it was really like what I consider my home growing up yeah um so I had a black couch and it was catty cornered in like the far corner of the room and uh just you know randomly probably 15 20 times you know the whole time we lived there I would see when I'd walk through the room I'd see his little brown shaggy hair head pop up oh my god yeah, and he would just kind of pop up and then he'd be gone and i just got so used to it and i i never felt any kind of fear but i knew that he was always with me you know and he would just kind of show himself and then he'd disappear he was just kind of playful um never scared me again it was just something that was there and you know my parents knew about it but 
I never felt any kind of fear from him. He That's was horrifying. Just, yeah, but I mean, for some people it may be, but I've always been a weirdo that's into that kind of thing. So that was one of my experiences. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just always been a thing. I don't know. I've never been scared. Um, another one, this was just a real quick story, but uh, my aunt, my Aunt Becca, uh, had a house that she was running out in Buford when probably around the same age, like I was middle school age, maybe a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. Um, her boys and Scotty were real little, like toddler age. Yeah. And uh, I always forget that you and him are so far apart in age. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was spending the night with her one night. I spent a lot of time with her and I would babysit the boys sometimes for short periods of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this house, it was like an old farmhouse and uh, it was a very old house. I'd say it was probably a hundred years old. Wow. And these houses, it was a small house, but uh Back in these days, they would build, like, rooms attached to rooms. And, like, her bedroom was attached to her boy's bedroom. She has Mm -hmm. two twin boys. It was only a two-bedroom house. Um, She was a single mom at the time, so she just rented a little small house. So, like, if you're laying in her bed, you can see through to her boy's room. Like how it was when I lived in Covington with Titus's room? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. bedroom was connected. Yeah. His bedroom was connected two hours. Like to get to his bedroom, you had to walk through our yeah, bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Okay. And then um, on, it was like two, two doorways in her bedroom. One went like the living room went into her bedroom and then her boy's room went into her bedroom. So it was yeah. all connected. That's how his was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I was laying in her bed and uh, her bed faced, like I said, the boy's bedroom. And I, you know, just laying there trying to fall asleep the funny thing about it was that same night i had been reading her serial killer books oh yeah and uh it's just always intrigued me that kind of thing and uh so i still i i don't think it was my mind messing with me i think i saw what i saw but of course when i told people they're like ah, oh, you probably just got wicked out by the books you know and it i wasn't scared in any mm-hmm. way shape or form i was interested in my little mind but um I'm laying there and I see this woman walk through, like through the boy's bedroom. And she had on like a white gown. And it was more of, it was definitely like a figure. But for me, it was almost like she was white. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a, a lighted figure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember laying there and saying like, Becca, like, and nothing. And I was like, Okay, that's weird. So I got out of bed and uh, I went in the living room where she was and I was like, did you just walk through the boy's bedroom? And she's like, no, I've been sitting right here. And uh, that was that. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, like I said, mine aren't quite as interesting as Alyssa's. I, I do have a, a few other little ones, but I'll let her finish her stories because she's got way more interesting things than I do. You know, yours are very interesting. <laughs> the little boy, definitely. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Everybody's always known I've been a weirdo. And have you even... ever, did you ever like look over the couch to see him? Yeah. Nothing would be there. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first few times and I was just like, hey, how's it going? You know. <laughs> Hi. It's funny. People, you know, my family especially have always known that I have felt things um, now knowing that I am an empath and have a word for it, you know, is a huge relief. But uh, my mom would always say things. This was her quote. She would say, you know, Brooke feels things. Brooke 
sees things. I don't know. She's kind of a little psychic. Yeah, your mom would say that to me whenever I first, like, came into your family. Uh, what about me? Yeah. 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 So, um, I forgot what I was getting around to. But, uh, gosh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I'll let you finish the story. I'm sure it'll... Uh, come to me eventually all right well after i finish these you should definitely tell me some of your empathic experiences because i have a few of my own too that are crazy okay so i don't even remember where i was at oh the door Mm -hmm. okay so um another thing that happened to me there was um so one day i was home all by myself i was a teenager i was driving um i had just gotten back from somewhere and my whole entire family you know went out to dinner without me or whatever right and so i was sitting in my room and at this point in time my brother was kind of teaching me some things on guitar so i went into his room got his guitar and brought it back to my room and that's very important to this story So I'm in there with my door closed and I'm just kind of fiddling around with it. And all of a sudden, just the atmosphere just changed. It was like, like, have you ever had such a fearful atmosphere that you felt like almost like kind of like you're disassociating, like where you don't feel like you're inside your body? Okay. (laughs) And maybe we should talk about this kind of on strange phenomenons, our strange phenomenons episode, but I have actually disassociated before and it's absolutely terrifying. So yes. And my experience lasted like a week. So yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. It was, yeah. So, um, that's kind of how it felt like, like I was not in my body. I know exactly what you're talking about. And somebody that has not been through it would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And so the room, like the pressure in the air was like suffocating. Yeah. It's like, I could just, I don't know. It's like I was choking on fear Mm -hmm. and I was paralyzed. And then all of a sudden I just hear like footsteps throughout my house. Ooh. Just like footsteps going like past my door into my brother's room, past my door again, you know, into the kitchen. And then I just hear a baby crying and a mom going like, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Oh my God. And then just her, she just keeps on you know, like walking Pacing, through the house. Like yeah. She's carrying the baby, mm-hmm. trying to get it to, to, to console it. Yeah. And then I hear a guitar playing. Jesus, Alyssa. But I have my brother's guitar and I'm the only one home. That's the only guitar in our whole entire house. Yeah. And the neighbors were not close enough to where like, I don't even, I don't know if anybody played the guitar over there, but I just know it was coming from inside of the house. Yeah. And so, um, I'm just still paralyzed in fear. I cannot move. I cannot, literally, dude, I could not do anything except for just, like, be engulfed in the fear. Mm -hmm. And then I just hear what sounds like conversations outside my door. I don't know what they're saying, but I know it's coming from outside of my door. And um, just right as that was happening, a car pulls into my driveway and I knew it was my parents. Mm -hmm. And I just sat there in fear and just paralyzed until they came into the house and my mom opened my door and was, you know, talking to me. Mm -hmm. And I told her what was happening and she was like, oh, you're probably hearing the neighbors, blah, blah, blah. There's nobody over. I mean, like their lights were out. It was late. Like they were probably in bed. You know, I just don't think it was my neighbors. Plus, like they didn't have a baby. Yeah. So, well, I mean, how are you going to hear a mama going, shh, 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 you know? Yeah. And she was like, next you know, door. calmly whispering it. So mm-hmm. I know what I heard. Yeah. I know that I'm not crazy in that. Yeah. It definitely happened. Mm-hmm. 
um and then like the last thing that happened to me there um was i was coming home from church with one of my friends and um so the road we lived on was a very like there's no street lights it was a very dark road uh, there's a lots of trees around it mm-hmm. and um we weren't even talking <coughs> about anything scary or anything i think we were talking about school or something mm-hmm. and all of a sudden me and her both see just this gigantic probably like 10 foot black shadowy figure just appear in front of my car and i slam on my brakes we both scream at the exact same time and we screamed before i slammed on my brakes yeah and i stopped in the middle of the road and it was gone and i was like did you just see that and she was like yes and so she described to me what she saw and it's exactly what i saw just like a very tall black shadowy figure holy crap so i start driving I would drive through that motherfucker well <laughs> it's pretty much what happens but um so i slowly start going again and um the faster i go like it's not showing up again and i was like huh that's weird but then when i start going that same speed i was going again that shadowy figure pops up again oh my god and instead of slamming on my brakes we just scream again and we ride past it yeah and we get to my house and we run inside we're the only two there i don't know where the fuck my family always is (laughs) and um so we're in my room like freaking out about it because like that was horrifying and then we start hearing a a whistling like just oh my whistling a tune and we just look at each other just so freaked out and then like my bedroom door opens and it was just my dad but uh, it just added to the the fear, fear factor yeah oh gosh yeah that was really horrifying um and then me and her are not friends anymore and i messaged her one day like do you remember when this happened and she was like yeah and then like she unfollowed me on instagram so i guess whatever <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wow. but anyways um so then we moved into that house that i told you that we lived in twice in mm-hmm. Conyers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Scotty was never a believer in the paranormal. So is this the one that I first met you where you guys mm-hmm. lived? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I always believed in the paranormal, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, I mean, I've had all yeah. this shit happen to me and then like the stories my family have told me mm-hmm. from just living, like living in that one house in specific. Um, I definitely did not get the brunt of it there. Definitely my sisters did. Really? So, oh Yeah. And I can tell you more about theirs, but I just know they wouldn't really want me to broadcast it. So, Um, but anyway, so at that house, I never once saw anything at all at this house. Mm -hmm. Like I never did, but my family did. Like Mm -hmm. my mom saw some black shadowy figures. Um, But anyway, Scotty, anytime I would tell him about the stuff that happened to me, I guess he just kind of like, meh, Mm because he didn't believe in it Mm -hmm. because nothing has ever happened to him. Mm -hmm. This one freaks me out. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) My mom was, okay, so you have to understand in this house, it's an older house, mm-hmm. and um, the hallway was weird because it was an L-shaped hallway, and um, there were no windows in the hallway. It was just the doors to each room, mm-hmm. and so if you turned off all the lights in there, it was pitch black. Yeah. Okay, you could not see anything at all, and so my family always kept that light off in the middle of the night because they're freaks and <laughs> I guess didn't want the light shining through the bottom of their doors. Mm-hmm. So my mom said that uh, one night she got out of bed, was walking down the hallway, I guess, to go into the kitchen or something. And she said she like ran into a pole. <laughs> 
I hate this Like, so in the much. middle of the hallway. And there was no pole in the middle of the hallway. And she said, like, you know, she's just walking. And then she just, like, slams into a pole. And she turns on the light. There's, like, 20 light switches in that whole entire ha- hallway. It was crazy. But um, there was nothing there I at have, all. I have goosebumps right now. I hate this one so much. <laughs> and so I was pregnant at this time. And um, I remember my mom telling scotty that story or she's telling both of us that story and scotty just kind of laughed about it he was like your mom's crazy (laughs) (laughs) and so one night he gets up probably to do something for my pregnant ass and um he comes back into the room just horrified yeah he was like i ran into the pole (laughs) and i was like what he was like yeah i was walking down the hallway and i ran into the pole Wow. It was like, it's like my head just hit the pole. Wow. And I was like, and, and then he told me he turned on the light and there's nothing there. Yeah. And, um, so Scotty started believing stuff after that day because he experienced, he exp- yeah, he, he knew. That is so crazy. I know. Like, I wonder what the pole is. Like, why? I don't know. It's so weird though. <sighs> yeah. Um, so after we had Titus, um, we ended up getting our own house, thank God. And we lived actually in the house right in front of Brooke's house. Mm-hmm. And that was always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, um, so we didn't ha- experience anything in that house until like the few months before we moved out into the house that we live in now. It was a very old house, which has yes. now been demolished. Well, it was over 100 years old, right? Oh, yeah. It was very old. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, okay, so I cleaned an office building in, um, a county neighboring the county we lived at. So Mm -hmm. I would always leave around like 5 Mm PM and Scotty didn't get off work till really late. So, um, I would take Titus with me and drop them off at my parents because they lived in that county. Mm -hmm. And so while I'm on my way home uh, or while I'm on my on my way to my parents' house to pick up Titus, uh, Scotty calls me freaking out saying that um, he was in our bedroom. And I don't know what was up with that house. It's so weird because the the door to our bedroom looked like a door that would be like a door going into like like the like a back door. Like it had or glass like windows. Pantry. No, it had like, you know, the glass windows on it. Yeah, like, I remember. It. Yeah, and then it had... Um, <clears throat> Well, I don't even know it. It it was like one half or like half of our what your you know French doors would be because yeah. it didn't have a like a handle or a doorknob on it. It had you know just one you would pull and it would open. It was so weird. Yeah. And we had installed a latch lock on it um, because Titus, like I said earlier, um, the room that we stayed in was conjoining to his room. So he would have to walk through our room to get to that door to go into the living room and kitchen and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, would wake up in the middle of the night and we were scared that, you know, he wouldn't come get in bed with us. And so we put that latch lock there so that he had no choice but to either go back to his room or get in the bed with us. Mm -hmm. So Scotty was at home playing video games or whatever. And all of a sudden, um, that latch just starts twirling just super fast that is insane just like you know, like a propeller he's a believer now <laughs> yeah and he just stared at it for the longest time like what is happening and so this brave motherfucker goes to the door slams it open and then gets in his car and drives to his mom's house 
<laughs> and I, when I say brave motherfucker, I really do mean it because if I would have seen that, I would have not opened that door. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been too scared to approach it. Yeah. Um, and he called me and he was just freaking out. And so um, I get home and I'm like horrified to go inside because I don't want to see anything. But I do. And I kind of check the area out and I say a little prayer. And, um, you know, we didn't experience anything for another few weeks. Mm-hmm. And um, one day his mom, Brooke's mom, um, wanted to keep Titus for a few hours. And so she came and she picked him up and um, me and Scotty decided we were going to take that time to clean our house because, you know, kids are disgusting and dirty. (laughs) And so we're picking up all of Titus's toys and he had a lot of toys in his bedroom, but the ones he played with the most were in our living room. And so there's this one, like, it was like a, like a pretend, uh, what is it called? You know. Uh, broom broom is what i'm trying to think (laughs) of and um it's on the other side of the living room and well it's so i'm on the other side of the living room and scotty is in front or like behind that broom so it's in between us i don't know why i don't know how but it just randomly like picked itself up and slings itself at me jesus christ and like i watched it happen i know scotty did not touch it he did not throw that broom at me i watched I don't it think happen you ever told me that story really no yeah i just watched it like just get itself thrown at me and scotty just we just stared at each other for like i don't even know how long and i was like did you see that and he was like yeah mm. so that happened a ghost attacked me with a broom <laughs> i mean i i totally believe it in a house like that mm-hmm. you know i told you about the house that was like two or three doors down from you that uh my landlord at the shop told me about the guy that uh blew his brains out yeah and, yeah mm-hmm. i'm sure i mean the city that we're speaking of and i'm sure most of you know we're basically from covington georgia yeah. is uh, a very historic town yep so I'm sure there's a lot of supernatural things going on in the area. A yeah. lot of the homes are <clears throat> a lot of the homes are a lot older. They're very old, yeah. So. Very historic houses, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the most scary thing that happened there was um, one night I was laying in bed, I was asleep, and I heard like the sounds of like feet uh, pitter pattering into the room Mm -hmm. so i sit up and i look and i see titus in my closet and the thing about this house is when we moved in we did not have closet doors for some reason yeah they just didn't have them in either of the bedrooms and so you could just see our clothes Mm -hmm. um and like the closet was right in front of our bed Mm -hmm. and i see titus in the very back of the closet just standing there Mm -hmm. and something about him looked weird and off to me but i was like well it's dark in here you know it's probably um like there was a street light you know that shone like shined into our bedroom yeah and i was like maybe it's just that and so i sit up and i'm like come here baby you know come come get in the bed with mommy Mm -hmm. and um he just stared at me and i just (laughs) stared back at him and i'm like why won't he come to me yeah and so just at that moment i hear again the pitter patter of feet and just as Titus comes into the bedroom, that Titus in the closet just ducks down and it's gone. Gone. Yeah. 
Oh, I hate that one so much. Yeah, and so Titus, you know, runs past where that other Titus was and climbs into bed and gets in with me, and I put him safely in the middle of me and Scotty because <laughs> I was scared, and I just lay down and go to sleep. And I, I genuinely really didn't feel that fearful in that moment. And I don't yeah. know if it's because I was so tired or if I was so confused or yeah. whatever it was. But I remember waking up and being like, oh, my God. And I didn't tell Scotty about that for a long time. I don't know why, but just I didn't. Just not to scare him? or I don't know. I just never told him wow. until I was telling your mom about it. And Scotty was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I don't know the story. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, our son's a doppelganger lives in that house with us in our closet gosh yuck yeah so (laughs) some pretty creepy stuff um the house that we live in now we've lived in there for almost two years and i've never experienced anything and i hope and pray to god all the time that i never do because i'm sick and tired of it it's you know you just never know wow yeah 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 that that concludes all of my paranormal experiences did you want to talk a little bit about like the uh, the uh, I guess visions we've seen and yes. things that we you go uh, first yeah okay so I guess um, what I'll start with is just kind of um, my realization that I am what I am which um, I am an empath as well as Alyssa and. Um, It was probably about four or five years ago when I finally realized there was a name for all of these feelings I've been feeling since I was a child. Um, I I believe it was an article I read online, kind of like, like you may be an empath if type thing. And I was reading these things and I'm like, holy shit, like, that's me. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, there is a name for this. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, my mom growing up would always kind of like, she's kind of psychic or something. I don't know. You know, we didn't, there just wasn't a word right. for being an empath. I'm glad your parents though recognized it because my parents never did. Yeah, so. they did. And my grandparents did. My nana and papa um, would say things, you know, and uh, kind of off topic. I, well, not really off topic, but uh, they're the ones who say that they would uh, that I would ask them questions about places or people that I shouldn't in my two or three year old mind have had any idea about wow and uh, I would say these weird things I, I don't even know I can't give an example but I remember them telling me they would say well Brooke how do you know that and I would say I just know that was my reply (laughs) i just know you know just weird random things about people or places and things that i have had never experienced you know on this earth at least yeah so um anyway so yeah just kind of you know a few years ago learned exactly what i was and you know what an empath is and uh why i feel how i feel and why i feel vibrations from people and vibes from people and and uh why I have so much anxiety around certain places, people, things. Um, But one of the first experiences I really remember besides, you know, little things here and there and uh, is this was probably, I want to say fourth grade. So I was nine or 10. Mm -hmm. Um, This happened 
while I was with my still best friend, uh, Brittany. And uh, we were driving down the road, well, not driving, riding down the road with her mother. And uh, I believe she, her mom had a Camaro. I don't know if it was a black car. This is, you know, the 90s. And uh, I was very, very, very shy when I was a child. So I really didn't speak much to my friend's parents. I didn't either. You know, I was just always like so very timid. Yeah. And especially because this was the beginning of mine and Brittany's friendship. Mm -hmm. I wasn't one to talk to her parents. Yeah. But um, we're riding down the road. I still remember where we were. It was uh, Pleasant Hill Road in like the uh, Lithonia area. Yeah. And uh, I'm in the back seat. Brittany's up front with her mom. And there's this truck in front of us. And it's like a flatbed truck. And it's got tires just like piled up, like all the way on this flatbed. There were probably like 20 tires just kind of piled up. And I'm sitting in the back and I'm like, I spoke, you know, which yeah. is weird enough. And I said it out loud. I said, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be crazy like if all those tires just started flying at us? Oh. What happens not even five seconds after I say that these tires start flying at us and rolling all over the road. Brittany's mom has to slam on the brakes. And I mean, they're just flying at us, like literally rolling everywhere. And I remember Rita, Brittany's mom, who has always kind of felt and, you know, seen things herself. She's always kind of been that, that spiritual hippie. I love her to death, but, uh, type of woman Mm -hmm. she looks at me and she's like oh my god girl she's like you've got a gift wow yeah so that was kind of cool for somebody to recognize it nobody ever did that for me so yeah so (laughs) I remember feeling like oh yeah yeah I do right and just um a lot of little things like that you know I would say something and and still to this day guys I have to be very careful what comes out of my mouth Mm Because genuinely, I will say something in a joking manner or I'll say something, you know, just silly. And, like, I will manifest that shit. Yeah. Like, I have to be very careful about my thoughts and especially what I speak out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's one story. I'll think on some more. Tell me some of yours. So, I think there are three. Two of them are serious. One of them is like not that serious it's just such an inconvenience in my life Mm -hmm. but the first one I ever had I was 11 years old and my Gigi had just died and so we were getting into the car to go to her memorial service Mm -hmm. and um, so this actually happened in the house that I said that nothing ever happened to me at so I guess you could probably count this as something Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, we were you know dressed in you know, memorial wear. Mm -hmm. And um, it was my dad, my brother, me, my, the sister that's closest, closest in age in me or to me. And then my baby sister, she, she was the one my mom was pregnant with when we lived in that two bedroom house. Mm -hmm. And um, so she wasn't even like one years old yet. She was still rear facing. And um, I just remember standing outside and I was thinking, and I had never been in a wreck before in my entire life. Oh, gosh. And in my head, I just said, what if we got into a wreck on the way there? <sighs> Gotta be careful with those thoughts, girl. <sighs> and I just thought, nah. And so I got in the car and we drove like 15 minutes down the road. And um, 
we had a green light and my dad was going, you know, like 50 miles per hour. And the person who should have been at a red light just ran the red light Mm -hmm. and we hit him dead on. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was a very bad wreck. It like totaled our car. Um, my brother and my dad had really bad, like, uh, cuts on their arms from the airbags. And my sister in the back, that my poor sister, uh, she had slammed her head into, um, so it was a, a minivan, so you know, like the front seats, the middle seats, back seats. Mm-hmm. Um, she slammed her head into the headrest of my seat. Mm-hmm. And um, that headrest actually had a piece of plastic sticking out of it. Oh, no. And her head hits that. It goes into her head, and um, she's just gushing blood. Oh, Oh my gosh. Like, her whole entire face and body is just covered in blood. Like, literally, from the time that the wreck happened, and I looked back at her, she's, like, holding on to me for dear life, like, telling me, like, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding. And so, I, like, um, like get her out and i'm like dad amanda's bleeding and like dude she's just gushing blood and they like make her lay down we had to call like the paramedics and uh my my i was trying to get in touch with my mom because she was already at the memorial service with my other little sister mm-hmm. and i had to call my uncle because my mom would not answer the phone and i my uncle answered the phone and i was like we were just in a really bad wreck and he laughed and hung up on me no and i called them back and i was like this is not a joke. We were just in a wreck. And he went, oh, shit. And he handed the phone to my mom. And my dad was so pissed off and, like, tore this guy a new asshole. What, he thought you were kidding or something? I guess, which was not in my nature. I would never kid like that, you know, does even I, now. Does Amanda have a scar from that? Yeah. So I think she had I've a, noticed it. Yeah, she had a really bad scar. And they actually, like, the insurance was going to, um. Hello? No, we're really like in the middle of recording right now. Get out. Literally, I already got dressed. That's what does that have to do with anything? Get out. <laughs> I thought Ariel was wearing a wig. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, they wanted to do plastic surgery on her head because mm-hmm. like the scar was really bad. But she was like, nah. And the scar is hardly visible now, but you mm-hmm. can still kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and tell your other one, I can. I'm trying to think of my other one. Did I have another one? You said you did. Eee. Now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and keep these people waiting. Um, Do you just want me to say my other one? and you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. So this one was actually almost as equally traumatic. Honestly, probably more. Mm-hmm. So um, we were at my grandparents' house, and they own a lot of land. And um, they have, you know, like dirt bikes and mini bikes and um, go-karts and stuff like that up there. Mm -hmm. And on this particular day, um, my aunt um, and her used-to-be husband, um, they would, like, fix up little motorcycles. And this is what my papa did, too. He would fix them up and, um, you know, let us ride them because he used to be a mechanic. Mm -hmm. And so they had this, like older looking motorcycle and um my brother was riding it without a helmet okay mm-hmm. and i was just watching him i was on the porch they had a they have a big giant porch with rocking chairs on it and like swings and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i was just watching him and then i thought in my head what if he hit a tree oh my god and literally dude like 
two seconds after that he hits a fucking tree right in front of my face um i see him you know hit the ground i scream and i run towards him i don't even say anything my mom just sees me running towards him so she starts running towards him and i get there and my brother had hit his head so bad that like he could not remember like where we are where we you know what time it like what date it was he could not remember like he could remember who we were but like the past like three months were just gone holy shit it was the day after christmas and so i told him i was like dude it's the day after christmas and he was like what i missed christmas and then he would again go what day is it and i would be like it's the day after christmas and he would go i miss christmas it was just like a repeating cycle of that and that is so scary yeah he um went to the hospital and uh he regained all of his memory while he was there but yeah it was very bad like i cannot believe that those two things i thought of and Mm -hmm. then they fucking happened Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and and it's not even like i was thinking negative thoughts they just came into my head randomly yeah which we do think weird morbid shit anyway yeah for instance (laughs) i'm gonna tell a little Alyssa story real quick oh no i know which one you're gonna say (laughs) this is just weird shit we do and it it, and this too is something that we'll be covering in our strange phenomenons episode um it's called call of the void um (laughs) but (laughs) just keep that in mind uh this is i don't know probably six months ago (laughs) Alyssa and i are riding down the road i'm driving she's in my passenger seat at this time i had a jeep wrangler and i always keep like a pocket knife in my vehicle (laughs) just in case a bitch want to you know try me up or something and uh i uh i had the knife in like my console like in the wrangler there was like this open console like right in front of the passenger seat so Alyssa just grabs this knife out pops it open and she's like so I wonder what would happen if we got in a wreck right now and this knife just like went through my forehead. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you are crazy. But that's also, that's kind of one of those conversations. And I can't wait for this episode because one of the first, one of the first kind of conversations that I think got me and Alyssa so close was a conversation about morbid intrusive thoughts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah can't wait for that episode the foundation of our relationship is crazy morbid morbid (laughs) shit and it's also crazy because when i first met scotty well i had met him years before but when we first started dating um scotty would always be like yeah you've met brooke well whatever but you've got to meet madeline my other sister and i had no idea he even had another sister because brooke was you know popular and covington because you know you guys know because she's a piercer Mm -hmm. and um she had pierced my nose before like years before me and scotty um even started dating um and i just like me and brooke weren't friends or anything like that we weren't friends on facebook she just pierced my nose that one time and that was it and um he was like yeah you're gonna be so close with madeline like she's the fun sister like you're gonna love her i was the lame one (laughs) and like i do love madeline and she is fun but i am closer with brooke because we are extremely similar Mm -hmm. and i just remember scotty being like i can't believe you're closer with brooke that just (laughs) doesn't make sense and i'm like yes it does because we're so similar yeah it does we just clicked 
Yeah, we did. Yeah. Pretty instantly, I feel. Yes. I love her to death. She is like my sister. So Yeah. I mm-hmm. sometimes feel closer to you than Scott. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he's going to hear that. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, yeah. The other one that happened to me was literally just um, when I moved into that house in front of you guys, mm-hmm. um, Brooke's husband, Aaron, actually bought us a washer and dryer, I guess, because he was tired of us using their washer <laughs> and dryer. And... Uh, um uh, we had them for a while and then i um was in there doing laundry one day and i was like you know something bad hasn't happened in my life in a while <laughs> but i bet you that my washer is gonna stop working uh, what and happens? then the next day um it started leaking mm-hmm. and i got my dad to look at it he was like yeah this has been repaired you can tell it's been repaired like at least three times um you should probably just get a new one and so i did and i was so fucking pissed off because for just like i don't even know like three months we didn't have a washer again and i was again using brooks washing machine mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a huge inconvenience and i hate that my brain does that <laughs> and just manifest stuff dude we gotta watch out what we say that happens with my car too like sometimes i'll be like well i haven't had a tire problem in a while and then <laughs> guess what a tire problem happens fucking blowout yeah yeah i try my best not to think negative thoughts i really really do so I guess the moral moral of the story is think positively. Yes. And I'm typically pretty good at that kind of thing. So. Not me. But uh, I guess that's all we have for you guys. I, I really can't think of what else I was going to tell. So I won't keep you guys waiting. Cause I'm oh, you predicted somebody's child's like weight and birth date and whatnot. I did do that. Who was that? I cannot remember. Was it Brittany's Brittany. daughter? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. That was Brittany. I remember too that I mean this is kind of it's not super special but like I used to have this thing um as a child where I always could predict what was coming on the radio wow that's always. crazy I'd be like the next song is going to be Alanis Morissette ironic well guess what would play <laughs> Alanis Morissette ironic the next <laughs> song is going to be Mbop <laughs> you know but these were all popular songs at the time too but I was just so damn good at it like yeah it didn't matter like what station I'd be like this is going to play and guess what would play you know, just just things like that. I also had this weird thing about my mom. She loved grocery shopping. We had a Walmart where we lived, and she loved grocery shopping at like three in the morning. <laughs> That's and cool. uh, she always did that. You know, just I guess to stay away from the crowd and just kind of mm-hmm. get out of the house. She did that with Titus one time. Yeah, she's <laughs> always been like such a night owl, not night owl. And uh, I remember several times telling her, like, begging her don't go tonight don't Mm -hmm. go or either i would go with her because i just knew something was going to happen and she did listen to me she she wouldn't go but i just several times don't please mom please mom please mom just i I don't have a good feeling don't go so you know just things like that i wish i could remember more i know there's so much more but there's plenty of episodes to come. So, yeah. I used to be really good at predicting what wrestler was going to win whenever Scotty used to force force me to watch wrestling with him. <laughs> or like if it was a rumble when you didn't know who was coming out next, I was always good at guessing who was coming out next. I would sing their theme song and then bam, yeah, their theme song would come on and Scotty would be like, Alyssa, for someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling, like you're good at this. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, if you can't remember anything, I guess... I can't. And mm-hmm. I know, like, as soon as we, like, 
you know, log off, I'm going to be like, oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess you can talk about them in the okay. Strange Phenomenons episode. True that. Can't yeah. wait for that one. And I think that one's supposed to be next week, I think. Just depending on, you know, if when and when we do the military episode. But it's yes, coming. It is coming. And thank you guys for listening to me drone on and on. This episode is almost two hours long. Holy crap. Yeah, we've been talking for a long time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and by we, I mean me. <laughs> so, no, mine was mine was decently long. Yeah. All right. Well, for God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. <laughs>